Yo. Neighborhood preacher in the house. There's nothing more to it but to do it. Ha. Yeah. Lyrically hitting you with the scriptures. Painting the perfect picture. How y'all doing? I'm blessed in this supernatural form. I'm telling you, I'm really glad I was born. There was a time that uh, I didn't. And I'll tell you right now, it is great to be alive. Neighborhood Preacher is always live and in effect. Keeping it real with you. And that's one thing I will not neglect. (laughs) Hey, so look, um, I'm coming to you right where you're at in a neighborhood near you. I appreciate you. Thanks a lot for tuning in and opening up your heart to uh, what God might have to say through me. Uh, I pray that God anoints uh, this time. I bless you in the mighty name of Jesus. Listen, it's a powerful, powerful week, isn't it? We see that uh, the betrayal of Jesus Christ has already begun. He was already sold out uh, with the slaves, um, you know, with with uh, a slave's reward uh, to to for thirty pieces. Um, he was sold out as a slave. He died as a slave. He he took. Um, not only a horrible punishment for the sins of man, for those that would accept him, more so for those that would reject him, but but to think about me and you have been hurt, me and you have been betrayed, me and you have been let down. And sometimes by the most closest people to us and we realize, wow, wait a minute. It has rocked our world. It's shaken up our life. It's sometimes made us sick. It's, it's, it's boiled our blood. It's, it's, it's mentally jacked us up, turning into a physical hurt and pain. And Jesus was betrayed by one of his own someone he loved, and he still chose to endure the cross for those that would reject him. And he endured the, the emotional pain and trauma from somebody kissing him on the cheek and selling him out. And then his disciples even Peter, some of them saying that they would be there to the end, and they weren't. I mean, even in the midst of being smacked in the mouth, even in the midst of being tried before Pilate and a crowd of people, Jesus could have called a thousand angels at his side and said, you know what, I'm out of here. But pleasing the Father was more important to him than his death. So when Jesus says, you can't be my disciple unless you deny yourself, pick up your cross, and follow me, I mean, it's not hard to get. It's not hard to understand what Jesus is asking from us. I mean, it truly is not hard to receive what Jesus Christ 
is saying and what he's asking. Praise God for Hosanna, the King of kings, the Lord of lords, who chose to take my place because I deserved it, I'll tell you that, who chose to take my place and purchase me, redeem me out of the hands of the enemy and sin. He made a spectacle of death, sin, hell, and the grave. He got the keys from Satan. He went down to the abyss, got the keys from Satan, gave us back the authority for those that would choose to put our trust in Christ. Wow, what a Savior. And there's still so many people, so many Jews, so many people in religion, so many people that honor some of the scriptures, some of their religion, some of the ways of God, and still do not believe that Jesus was the Messiah. It's all through the Bible. People can interpret things so well, but they cannot interpret that the Bible says that if we deny Christ, we deny the Father. Listen, I want to talk to you today about the anointing. The anointing, the power of God's Spirit over your life. I want to tell you this very clearly. Your neighborhood preacher would not be here right now if it wasn't for the anointing. I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't overcome uh, alcohol and drugs and behavior uh, that were leading me away from God unless I had the anointing of Christ Jesus, unless I had the power of God's Spirit over my life. You know, when you look up anointing, it's charisma, you know, where we get charisma or, you know, it's charisma and it's to smear, it's to rub with oil, it's to consecrate. It, you know, it was a smearing, um, you know, an endowment, you know, a power of the Holy Spirit. It, you know, the anointing is an unction. It's a, it's a, it's a power um, and, a, and a prompting from the Holy Spirit of God. See, this is not a cliche. This is not something to think about. This is the truth that God is spirit and he put his spirit and made his home inside of each and every one of us that confess Jesus Christ as our Lord and our Savior, repent from our sin and lay down our life. See, we can go through motions and a prayer is not going to save you. Um, somebody praying for you isn't going to save you. But you truly confessing that Jesus Christ is Lord, that he died for the sins of man, that he rose on the third day, that he's seated at the right hand of the Father God, that he is the Son of God, that he was God in the flesh, that he paid for your sins and your debt, that there is no one else, no other Savior, no other God that came in the form of flesh to show us how to live and be set free so we can have eternal life and be one with God the Father. Until we confess that, the Holy Spirit will not come to dwell and live within us. The Bible says that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, you shall be saved. 
And, you know, it's, it's Romans 10, 9 for you. I'll tell you right now. And, and you can take that road to Romans yourself. In Romans 3, 23, the Bible tells us that um, all fall short of the glory of God, that all have sinned. And Romans 6, 23 tells us that the wages of our sin is death. So it tells us the penalty of it, but Romans 5, 8, and I'm pretty sure it's Romans 5, 8. If you really, really check it out, it says that God, you know, demonstrates his love toward us. And yet while we were still sinners, he sent his son to play patty cake for us. No, he sent his son to die for us. And I think sometimes we just get so busy, so consumed, so selfish, self-centered with, with our life and what we got going on and how we think that, you know, we're it and, 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 and the best thing, um, you know, next to a bag of Doritos and, and we're not. I think the reality is, is that when life throws some speed bumps at us and we get to humble ourselves, um, you know, because of the storms of life, you know, we realize that you know, there's something a lot bigger than us. There's something a lot bigger um, that created it all, that has, um, you know, more than just what I got going on, that, that God is God. And until we make God uh, the Lord and, and, and the master over the throne of our heart, we are never going to experience uh, God's uh, divine will for our life. I'll tell you right now, I had my own divine will. And back to Romans 5, 8, God demonstrated his own love toward me. He sent his son to die for me. And yet I was still a sinner. I was sinning. I even knew God at a time and I backslid from the Lord. I said, Hey, you know what? You know, give me a break. You know what? I'm just, I'm just going to just turn from you. I'm going to do my own thing. I'm going to I'm going to fulfill my own will and you know what it was all a lie. It was all it was all um uh just just a selfish um just sinful evil um it was all about me and I'll tell you right now you think that you have to pay a price to lay down your life for his divine will. He says, give up your life or you can't be my disciple. Love me more than your mother, your brother, your father, your sister. Listen, and that that's way easier, way easier than trying to do it your way and suffer the consequences for it. I hope you got some coffee like me, but let's get right into this. The anointing is the power of God's spirit over your life. Let me finish that road to Romans in Romans 10, 9. It says, if you confess the Lord, if you believe in your heart and you confess with your mouth, you shall be saved. So listen, do that, my friends, if you haven't, because I'm telling you right now, God and following Jesus Christ is the best thing that I've ever done in my life in it. And it's the best thing I ever will do. Isaiah chapter 10, verse 27. This is the Old Testament, of course. You know, it's talking to the people of Israel. And uh, uh, it says, It shall come to pass in that day that his burden will be taken away from your shoulder and his yoke from your neck, and the yoke will be destroyed because of the anointing. You know, because of the anointing, 
God was to deliver them for them from uh, Israel from their foreign oppressors. You take a look at you look up the word anointing just in the back of your Bible and you take a look at all this beautiful scriptures. I love the scriptures to tell you the truth. They bring life, they bring health. I mean, they bring strength to your bones according to Proverbs. I mean, it's it's just awesome. Um you can't go you can't go wrong with the word of God ever. But 1 Samuel chapter 24 verse 10, you know, says that uh he's the Lord's anointed. You know, they're 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 making reference uh uh, you know, and I'll let you read that for yourself and see who they're making reference to. The bottom line is when he says he is the Lord's anointed, he's the Lord's chosen. And that's pretty powerful. I think that's something that um, we need to we need to really, really um, understand here that the anointing of God is not something to play with. You know, when God anoints a man or a woman, or a young man or a young woman, it's the real deal. You know, I wasn't always picked to play on 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 uh, in the basketball team because I was I was a little too small, <laughs> a little too uh, small. I was quick, I was fast, but sometimes it just wasn't tall enough. But when God picks you, Hallelujah! This is this is for somebody this morning. When God picks you. There's nothing that anybody else can do. You're marked. God has anointed you with a purpose of his divine will, and it's for his pleasure. It's for his purpose and his glory. I believe that if you're listening today, that God not only has anointed you, but wants to anoint you. He wants to anoint you, and he wants to write down and 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 his detailed log about your life that this is my anointed this is my child and this is whom i'm well pleased and this is who is performing my divine will and seeking me and trusting me and leaning on me for all things and i'm going to tell you right now it gets easier and easier i'm going to say it and and i'm not afraid to say it because i'm confident in the lord it gets easier and easier when you start having confidence in in god and his spirit than yourself man i can do all things through christ that strengthens me praise god and you know what that's the truth here that that's the reality that you, my friends, no matter what you're going through right now, no matter what you might be facing, no matter what stage in your life you might be at, the reality is, is that with God and his spirit, you cannot fail. But when you try to take things on, make yourself of a certain caliber, a certain status, you want to be recognized you know, it's about you and your hard work and why aren't I getting the increase? Why aren't I getting the raise? Why aren't they recognizing me? Let me tell you something. You, you almost, you're almost going to be praying, you know, God, man, cover this light of mine in a sense, even though you shouldn't, you know, I'm, I'm just taking you somewhere. So don't listen to what I'm not saying. I'm saying, you know, when you got the anointing of God on you, everybody's going to notice. They might not always understand what it is, but I'm telling you, most people will, and they'll know there's something different about you, and there's a quality about you that's supernatural, and that's because of the Holy Spirit and the anointing of God. And when God anoints you, let me tell you something, it changes the whole game. 
You know, they even talk about through the scriptures in James chapter five, verse 13 through 16, it says, anoint those with oil, come to your, come to your elders. And it says, come to, come to the church. And, 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 and it says, anoint those with oil who are sick. The oil is the anointing. It resembled the spirit of God. And I need to, I need to talk to you this morning. I got something that I really, really, really heard from the Lord that I've been impressed with. And I really, really want to share this with you. And I, I, I pray that it's a blessing to you. You see, oil back then, as they anointed King David and they anointed many others, and, and, and it was a symbol of God's spirit. Today, we have God's spirit living in us. The Bible tells us that we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. Write that down. Look that up. The reason I don't tell you guys a whole lot or explain every single scripture sometimes because I want you to be like, is that true? I want you to look it up for yourself and I want you to read it. And I want you to see that it's real. The Bible says that we are the house, the temple that God chooses to dwell in. God is so big that he's everywhere all at one time, but he chooses to live inside of us. Some of you go, oh, no, that's not a good thing. And you know what? Sometimes it isn't a good thing for our heavenly father and for his spirit. Remember God is a spirit. Sometimes we like to liken him or, you know, compare him, you know, to a person or, you know, even, even the image of Christ and, and we should, but sometimes we do that wrong. Jesus was perfect. Jesus was holy. Jesus was the spotless lamb of God. He wasn't just somebody who, you know, just did the father's will and, and and bared it all. He 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 chose to do that. He chose to be holy. He chose not to put, you know, like we do, you know, on social media, things before our eyes and junk in our ears and 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 in our heart and entertain a lot of things and say, well, you know, I mean, I have trouble reading the Bible, but we don't have trouble reading every comment on social media. Can I get an amen? Amen. It's the truth. The truth is that we make a lot of excuses, but yet we say, God, fill me with your spirit. How can he fill us when we're not laying our life down and making a clean vessel for the Lord? Oil came from olives, of course, and they came from the pressing of olives. That's how they got oil from pressing, from pressure. I want you to know that most of the time we kind of see people, we reference an anointing to the power of God and Benny Hinn and other people and miracle workers. And, 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 and I'll tell you one thing the anointing's not. It's not for looks and for show. It's not so that we can look good. It's so he can look good. Can I get an amen? It's not so um, we can press others, but it's so we can be pressed. 
I believe that you're being pressed and I'm being pressed in our life right now because God wants to produce anointing in our life. Most of the times that we get pressed, and I feel the presence of God, most of the time we get pressed, we run to our safety net, run to our comforts, run to our comfort people, run to those that are going to say what we want to hear, run to our special friend that we feel good with, run to the drugs, the alcohol, the pills, what have you. We're going to run to that set scenario formula Come on, I'm talking to somebody. We're going to run to that same formula when we're getting pressed because we're saying, you know what, Lord? Yeah, you're good enough. Yeah, you're all powerful. Yeah, you're worth it. But there it is right there. But I can't take any more. I just don't get it. I am just being pressed and without and I'm going without and I'm doing without and I'm having this and I do this and I do that and I do if you really take a look about about the situation you really take a look you realize that God wants to do the pressing because because he wants to create the anointing he wants to create power in your life. Here's the truth. The truth is when God does the pressing, just like they get oil from the olives, they do the pressing. They press it. And if the oil doesn't produce or the olive doesn't produce the oil, then what begins to happen is they get rid of it. You see, the thing is, is that a lot of times we're getting pressed. We don't want to produce any deeper for God. We, we, we want to cover up. We want to protect. We, we, we want to ask the questions. We want to point the finger. We, 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 we it hurts. We, 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 we need comfort and aid and pampering. And, and, and yet we're, we we know the scriptures and yet somebody tries to talk to us. We got a whole lot of, um, a mouth to fill their ears with. And the reality is, is this, is that God is doing a whole lot of pressing on the earth right now. And the results are going to be either people that show uh, them retreating, shrinking back, or those that produce power because of the Holy Spirit and the Spirit of God and God's anointing. I want to challenge you to press in to the things of God to serving God, to honoring God, even when it's getting tired, tiresome, even when, when, when the brother and the sister or so-and-so or this person in my life or, 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 or others even know what to do or, or that maybe they're wrong or, or maybe they're not doing or whatever it is. When God's doing the pressing, there, there, there's a time where he's going to show some results. You're either, you're either shrinking back or you're being filled with power.
And I command you to be filled with power in the name of Jesus. I command you to be filled with the Spirit of God all over your life, a refreshing, a renewing, a, uh, a deeper and a, and, a, and, a, and, a, and a longing and a, a hunger and a thirst for his righteousness. For he says, you shall be filled. And remember, when you're being pressed and you're being filled and God's anointing you. It's to break every yoke and every barrier and every bondage. It's to break depression. It's to break oppression. It's to break the stress. It's to break the fear. It's to put to shame the things that are trying to bring you down. The evil and the backlash and the jealousy and the insecurity and the lack of confidence. It's to break the things that were meant to bring you down and to bring war against God's word and God's plan and purpose for your life. Hallelujah. The anointing is to break every yoke and every bondage. And Jesus said, come all of you who are weary and tired and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Listen, I'm going to tell you the anointing of God was the symbol back in the day of, of the oil that was poured over the head that dripped down to the beard and dripped off. Listen, remember they even anointed Jesus's, you know, um, Mary uh, anointed the feet of Jesus. What it did, it was it sanctifies, it separates, it, 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 it gives, it, 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 it cleanses you, it, it, it marks you for God. Uh, it, it, sanctifies you, sets you apart for God's work as holy, not halfway. I know it starts with an H, but holy, completely for God. And I know I'm talking to you. I know that's you. I know you've been wanting to give yourself wholly and completely to God. But listen, you can't do it without the anointing of God. Listen, there's going to be a time where God's going to bring some crushing. And only the spirit-filled people are going to produce power under this pressure. I'm going to say it again. Only spirit-filled people are going to produce this power under pressure because without it, without the anointing of God, without the Holy Spirit, without his power, we compromise. Come on, I know I'm talking to somebody. We, 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 we entertain fear. We, we get angry, we get moody, we get disloyal, we start pointing the finger, and guess what? All hell breaks loose. Little by little, the enemy creeps in, and our sin creeps in, and the ways of the world creep in, and it gives us nothing in return but heartache. Listen, God's revealing who has the goods right now, and I know you got the goods. God is revealing who has the power under pressure. I'm not afraid anymore. I'm just going to tell you. I'm not afraid anymore to whatever I got to go through. It's okay. You know why? He did it all for me. Who do I think I am? Really? What do I think I am? I'm nothing without God. And neither are you. We have no status. We are spiritually bankrupt without Christ Jesus and without his spirit, the spirit of God. Remember in the beginning, it was the father, the son, and the Holy Spirit. It said, let us make man. 
Listen, God's spirit could dwell anywhere else, but it dwells inside of those that believe in Christ Jesus. I mean, for crying out loud. He says, if you don't worship me, the stones will cry out. Are you going to let the rocks take your place on worshiping your creator, the God of heaven and earth? I'm not going to do that. And I know I've done that before. Listen, you need the anointing, my brother and sister. You need the anointing of God on your life. And if we take a look at Acts chapter 10, verse 38, it said, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit in power. <laughs> it, it's the idea to contact, to rub, to smear with oil, to consecrate to an office or a service. But he said, this is my chosen one. And he says that to you right now. God wants to anoint you with his spirit. And it's not about a service. It's not about everybody seeing. It's about what people see that you produce under pressure, how you remain, how you, how you glorify God in the midst of your life and situations. And I've been so one, the guy, to shrink back when I just decide to. When I say, well, you know what? I've had enough. And never do I want that to happen again? And I've realized that I could stand against nothing without God's anointing and power in my life. God said that Jesus went about doing good and healing all those that were oppressed, delivering those from demons and bondages because he was anointed by the Holy Spirit and power. God is going to be revealing pretty soon here who has the power. My brother and sister, you have the power. Call upon God's spirit. Call upon the anointing of God. You have the spirit of God living inside of you. Please make more than just a morning prayer for him. God really, really enjoys being involved in everything we do. And if we honor him in everything we do, he will increase the anointing so that we have hearts that want to see people saved and delivered and changed and elevated and uplifted and encouraged. And when they are able, then they're able to teach someone else how to be. God's not going to give you the anointing and power for yourself. He's going to give it so that you can spread it and give it to other people. We look at 1 John. It's an amazing book um, of the Bible. It's, it's powerful. It rocks my world every time I read it. But if we look at 1 John, um, and it, it, it's just, I don't know, it, it just blows me away. Um, and I think you're really, really um, going to enjoy it. But... First John, the Bible tells us, as I'm going to try to get there here, the Bible tells us that First John chapter 2, verse 20, the Bible tells us here, 
But you have an anointing from the Holy One, and you know all things. Hey, listen, I'm not talking to, to Mr. Know-it-all, but I'm talking to one who leans on the Spirit of God to know all things. And that's the reality. The reality is, is that we've been given an anointing from the Holy One, and he says, you know all things. He says, I have not written to you because you do not know the truth, but because you know it, and that no lie is of the truth. You've been given an anointing from the Holy One of God. And you know all things, John says. See, when you receive Jesus Christ, the Spirit of God comes alive in you. And that's where the Holy Spirit dwells. When John is saying he's that me and you have been given an anointing from the Holy One and you know all things, it means this. That you can have a conversation and the Holy Spirit can keep you from error. You have the Spirit of God that guides and leads you, that can tell you this isn't right. You know right from wrong. You, 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 you know what God wants deeply. And when you pay attention to the Holy Spirit, you do know all things. He keeps you from walking in error. He guides and he leads you into all truth, the Bible says. It's amazing. Um, our next uh, session, what I'm going to get into, I'm going to get into walking with the Holy Spirit. Uh, I may have already talked about that, but I'm going to get back into it again. Um, listen, I really truly believe that God has shaken you from your comforts. God's shaken you from your, your place of comfortability and, and, and God is, is, is shaking you um, from places, maybe even that you're struggling with sin. And I want you to know that when God starts shaking you, um, it's like the same way there was the oil being made. The olives have to get shaken from the tree. And when they're shaken from the tree, they got to fall. And when they're shook from the tree, then they're pressed. And I want to I want to say to you, I really truly believe that God is doing some shaking in our life right now. And if we don't resist the sin, if we don't lay down our life, then when God does the pressing, we're not going to produce power. We're going to produce pain. My brothers and sisters, we have to learn to walk away from mediocrity. Just a pious, comfortable I got everything together. God's first in my life, but we can't even hear a praise. We we don't even see the hands lifted. We 
we have no outward expression. And well, that's you, brother, uh, uh, brother Danny. That's you, neighborhood preacher. No, that's not. That's the Bible. The Bible says that's what we should be, and that's what you should be, because God's done a whole lot for you through His Son, and He wants to do a whole lot through His Spirit in you. And the reality is, is that sometimes God even wants to shake up the mediocrity in our life, just going through the motions. You know, I I mean, I remember even going to church and knowing that I was dabbling in sin, being a leader and knowing I wasn't wholly consecrating myself at times. Listen, it's happening. We're going to church and just because we go to church does not mean, just because we're reading the Bible does not mean we are laying our life down. God wants to shake that. God wants to press that and create an anointing. And he wants to give us a form of godliness with power. He doesn't want us to have a form of godliness denying its power. He wants us to walk in this power of his spirit so that we can heal the oppressed, the brokenhearted, the lost, the lonely, the suicidal, the drug addicted. I mean, ask yourself, is the power that you think you have in Christ helping people break bondages? Or is just your life altogether and you're not really using that power for anybody else. We must allow the Holy Spirit to have his way. We must allow the Holy Spirit to have his way because the Holy Spirit is for the purpose of God, not for my purpose and not for your purpose. But will you lay your life down, friends? That's the key. That's the question. Will you lay your life down truly? You see, sometimes we we ask and we pray, God, speak to me. But how can God speak to us when we're filling ourselves up with garbage from TikTok and Instagram and Facebook or TV? I mean, back to what I said earlier. We, we say we can't pray. We say we can't read the Bible. But, I mean, we're reading a whole lot of other things. How can we ask God to fill us when we're filling ourselves with so much garbage from the world? We have to lay our life down and give God a holy sanctified place to live in, in our body, in our spirit. You know, our pastor said last night something pretty powerful. He said, let's say you live 80 years old. I mean, what's 80 years compared to eternity? What's 80 years of doing your own thing, getting to your deathbed, and it's all going to go bye-bye, and you got the rest of eternity? My brothers and sisters, it's time that we stop compromising with everything. I mean, from our looks to our behavior 
to our language, to who we click up with, to, uh, to it all, to what we watch, what we listen to, what we buy. If he's the king of kings and the Lord of lords, he's the Lord over our heart, then it's not our will, but his will that needs to be done. You see, God wants to fill us, but a lot of times we're too busy having disputes and arguments inside of ourselves about brother so-and-so and sister so-and-so. And our eyes are so focused on our brother or our sister when our eyes need to be focused on Christ. And it's crazy because you, you'll get people, and this is a true story, you'll get people that come up to you and be like, I'm watching you. It's like, good. <laughs> it's better, better you watch me than all that stuff you're watching on TikTok. Good Lord. <laughs> Jesus, help us all. Now, a lot of times, you know, people say that because they're looking for you to make an error instead of encourage you, instead of be motivating like, hey, brother, hey, sister, you know what? I'm really glad you're in my life. I'm really glad you're here. Instead of looking at the motivational things, people, some people are just waiting for you to fall. You see, those are the same people that when they get pressed, there won't be any power in them, but there'll be power in me. And I might be the very person that prays for him. And I'm okay with that. Because the bottom line is God's doing some shaking. God's doing some pressing. And he can roll me up like a fruit roll up. As long as I produce the anointing. As long as I break generational curses off your life. As long as I help you strengthen your walk with God. In Jesus name. As long as I pray and we rebuke and we bind and we cast out the spirit of suicide and fear and insecurity and jealousy and envy and strife and strife and dissension and 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 bitterness and wrath and pornography and fornication and sexual immorality as long as we can do those things God's going to give us the anointing I want the anointing I want the anointing to pray for people to reach people that can't be reached that hear a sermon and they're just like yeah whatever I've heard it all but I want to be able to speak I want to be able to touch I want to be able to pray and reach those that cannot be reached that's what I want and that's what you should want so rather than encouraging one another and edifying one another we're we're looking to see each other fail listen let's turn that around in Jesus name let's unite as the body of Christ just know that even if your brothers lean in one way or or your sisters lean in another way you know the arguments the dispute let god let god and his spirit figure this thing out you're not baby jesus you're not you're not the baby holy spirit and you don't have to do it all god can only complete like my pastor says he can only do the work that he can do <laughs> i mean we can't do it we are just vessels being used by him look at this powerful portion of scripture is so cool in luke chapter 4 verse 18 um i mean I, and i you know what i just gotta say this i love flipping through my bible Oh, I love my Bible. It's I love the paper. I love the pages. I love the smell. I, I love the texture. I love most mostly <laughs> what I read and what's in it. 
Luke chapter 4, verse 18, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and recover of sight to the blind, to set liberty to those that are oppressed, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Are you saying that over your life today? Or are you letting so-and-so say that because they're confident in the Lord? Brother and sister, friends, let's, let's say the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Say that. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Come on, say that. The Lord has anointed me. The Lord has sanctified me. The Lord has chosen me. The Lord has empowered me. The Lord has chosen me. And his divine will and purpose, he wants to use me to preach the gospel to the poor. He sent me to heal the brokenhearted. Have you ever had a broken heart? I mean, have you? Have you had a broken heart? Then that means that you can heal somebody else who has a broken heart. Will you proclaim liberty to the captives, to those that are bound by drugs, alcohol, and everything else we can name? Will you let the Spirit of God come on you for that? Because if you're not willing to do that, you'll never see the power of God. Can you set liberty to those that are oppressed to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord? Today is the day of salvation. This is the year. This is the day. This is the time of the Lord. I love that song. It's, it's, Thank you for the cross, Lord. Thank you for the price you paid. Boring all my sin and shame. Thank you, Lord. I just want to say thank you, Lord, on this podcast for the cross. Thank you for each and every person that's listening. Next time, we're going to be talking about the Holy Spirit. And more so, we're going to talk about um, Peter and how when he was filled with the Holy Spirit, how it changed his life and it changed the lives of those around him. I believe in you. If you're listening to me right now, I just want you to know that I believe in you with my whole heart and I love you. And I pray that God will anoint you now. And if you'll receive that, I'm going to pray for you. Heavenly Father, in the mighty name of your Son, Jesus, there is only one God that can bring every color, every creed, every nation, every size and every color together. There's only one Christ, one Messiah, one Son of God that came and laid his life down and that's Jesus. And we receive you now, Jesus. Thank you for what you endured all the way from the people who rejected you, the disciples that didn't get it, those that gave you promises and broke them, the emotional roller coaster that you went through before you even had to bear the beatings, the spit upon your face the crown of thorns, the whipping and the lashing, 
with fragments of bone that ripped your flesh from your body. You were broken and bruised, and by your stripes, we receive your healing. Healing from those that have hurt us. Healing from what we've even done to you. Healing from unforgiveness. In the name of Jesus, I I see that in the spirit right now. Somebody has had their walk with God impacted dramatically. It's changed everything because there's unforgiveness right now in your life. In the mighty name of Jesus, I set you free from that. I speak to you now by the spirit of God. I set you free from that unforgiveness. I bind up that spirit of unforgiveness right now. I know it's breaking you. I can, I can feel it. I, can, I know you're feeling a warmth right now. I, I bind up the spirit of unforgiveness in your life. I bind up the spirit of rejection. I bind up the spirit, that lying spirit that's been lying to you in the name of Jesus. And I loosen peace, the peace of God. I loosen forgiveness over your life, the ability for you to forgive with your whole heart. I loosen a strength and the anointing of God over your life to love, to cover a multitude of sin in the love of God, for your passion to come alive again, for you to increase in spirit so you can pour out on those that are hurting, that are broken, that are in bondage. Now I call you and charge you to rise up in the mighty name of Jesus. I pray for you now, you listening, for a fresh anointing of God. Those of you that have been laboring, those of you that have been really trying to put him first, I pray now, and as Jesus breathed over his disciples, as I'm speaking, I, in a sense, I spiritually, I breathe and believe that God is breathing over you now. That God is breathing over you now a fresh anointing that will increase everything in your life. The Spirit of the Lord is upon you to preach the gospel, to heal the brokenhearted. Like my pastor says, let's get to work. In the mighty name of Jesus, let's get to work. Let's start being loud for the Lord. Let's start doing for the Lord. Let's start getting our hands dirty for the Lord. Let's get tired for the Lord. Amen. I really, really believe that this message impacted your life. Um, I'm going to shoot my email out there if you're afraid to write comments ever. Uh, it's godsgeneral006 at gmail.com. Listen, you can message me. Um, you can send your prayer requests. Um, you know where I'm at on Instagram. It's Neighborhood Preacher. I just want to tell you that I love you. I want you to fight the fight of faith. And you know how I wore my best fight? You know, I swing my hardest. It's when I don't depend on myself at all. I depend on him. In Jesus' mighty name, until next time, stay up, stay prayed up. It's your neighborhood preacher. I love you.